right, y'all. Welcome back to another uh, edition, another episode, another uh, wild stare into our lives. Um, this is the Jess Hold On Podcast, like I said, and today we got a good homie of mine. Uh, we've been friends for a little while. It's kind of an interesting story how we came together and how we are friends now. So uh, I'm going to let him kind of take a deep dive into that. But um, basically, this is my boy, Dante Jordan. Dante was good, bro. Not much, man. Just kicking it. But first of all, let me just let him know. It's Dante Jordan, a.k.a. that boy Othello, a.k.a. Margarita Poppy, <laughs> a.k.a. the dance floor man who are a.k.a. Buzz Lightskin, a.k.a. Casino, a.k.a. Michael B. Joking, a.k.a. Miles Tell Her. <laughs> oh, man, the list goes on, bro. What's good, every man? Every time, you, every time you get a new one and throw it on the gram, bro, I'd be, I be screen recording your shit, bro. It's crazy. That makes me feel great. I have, like a, I have, a, Dante, I have a Dante folder in the phone, dog. It's, it's real. So. I love that. That makes me laugh. Yeah, man, dude, yeah. I love puns and shit. But I think my favorite one you ever did that I have saved will obviously get past this after this but uh when you did still on this city girls and you're like oh. ass bitch bro i got that <laughs> saved and you had the shorter dreads and everything man you were killing it that's a classic right there that's an old yeah. school one right there i'm gonna have um, to send it to you randomly one day just to kind of you know get you yeah, stoked. do that because that'll that'll crack me up um our hell first- yeah <laughs> yeah wait let me let me let me say yeah so uh you know i just wanted you to be like i just want to say thank you first for being on this man you know we're trying to get a find our voice on this podcast and i'm I'm definitely trying to bring all walks of life and different people um you know i've met along this path that i'm on in this journey so uh you're definitely one of those interesting people and someone i feel that would definitely bring some light to this uh this world that we're in and everything we got going on so i'm excited to have you on man thank you yeah man i love it thank you i appreciate it i uh yeah man i strive to be that so Hell yeah, brother. Of course, man. Uh, give him a little intro, you know, tell the people, you know, that don't know who you are, uh, what you're about. So my name is Dante Jordan. I am from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I currently yeah. live in Seattle, Washington State. Um, I originally moved out here to work for Leafly as a content creator, and I did that for a, a few years. I started freelancing for them, then I moved up here to work full time. So that's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Part of the game got laid off from them, so now currently I'm just a freelance writer. Uh, not really Dope. just because I'm I'm still super fucking nice with the pen and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm de- I'm definitely working right now. Uh, yeah, bro, I'm proud of you. It's been ni- man, it's been nice. I didn't know I didn't know the opportunities were out here. I had to be forced out of one door to see that there were a lot more. So, man, that's usually that's usually the best way it happens, bro. Organically, um, for and sure, I think- man. You know, anytime there's a there's a negative, there's always a positive that comes with it. That I like to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, being put in the situation that you're currently in, I think, is going to really push you to that next level. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to see you uh, take that take that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it helps a lot that I'm just kind of conditioned to react to things positively, and I don't mm-hmm. know where that came from. It's just kind of how I'm built. So, I see everything as like an opportunity to do something new and. I mean, really, this is the best opportunity for me to do all the like YouTube videos and other content stuff that I'd been planning on doing independently. But like now I got the time and the the bandwidth and then the mental space for it. So all in all, um, yeah, I moved up here to work for Leafly. I don't anymore. Uh, And yeah, I'm spending my days freelance writing for various sites out there and uh, doing insanity. (laughs) 
I love it, man. I'm proud of you, bro. You've been looking hella skinny too, dog. Since we met, you've dropped some weight and you're, uh, you know, you're finding your look and it's very, uh, it's, it's sexy. No, no, pause on, <laughs> pause on that. You know, heavy, oh, no, but, you man, know I, no, we're comfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. but, uh, yeah. you know, if you want to, of course, man, I mean, I, I know I've been trying to work on my fitness and we'll get into that a little later, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see other people. I have a couple other homies that have been really on a cool journey to like, just, you know, get right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting older, we're not getting younger. So trying, trying to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. but um yo give give the people who are listening like i said you know obviously you gave the intro but give them the backstory about how we became friends you know like what's your what's your mm-hmm. remembrance of it <laughs> so the way we became friends was originally one of my close friends from oklahoma josh yeah. Salee. uh mm-hmm. y'all, y'all had a relationship independently of us and when i started to get into the weed writing game uh mm-hmm. josh was like yo i got some homies in portland they do stuff. Like I was like, what kind of stuff do they do? And he was just like, they do stuff. That was a, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like, know exactly. Didn't really know, <laughs> know what he was just like, I got some homies and they do weed stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna connect you with them. So I told him to do so. Cause it was at a time where I was trying to just kind of find any way out of Dallas. I was freelancing for Leafly, but I was just trying to find any, like where I could do some weed stuff and like with some cool people and all that shit. This is before yep. I worked for Leafly. So he, was like you gotta check you know my guys in portland so i was like all right plug me in and he sent that intro email and it was at a time where i i was coming to portland already for some work with leafly i was doing a video for them and i was like bet all right cool when i get up when i get out there we can get up and we did that was march of it was a while ago like 2017 17 it's like six 17 I think it's 17, yeah. Yeah, I think it was March of 2017. That was, uh, that was, yeah, it was. Uh, that was, yeah, damn, that is a little minute. I didn't even really, I didn't even register. That's three years we've known each other. Bro, isn't uh, that crazy how time <laughs> <is going? laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, but yeah, just, and when we linked up in person, I came through the Letterman Warehouse, and I mean, shit, it's, it's clicked. Just one of those things when you get around people that kind of have like the, either like energy or you can tell they kind of just move about life the same way you do. Totally. Just you just get that instant. Yeah. It's yeah. like an almost, it's not like a love at first sight type thing, almost like mm-hmm. on some bro bromance type, you know, yeah. I no, know that like, sure. I, I felt similar too when I, uh, you know, really first met you, I was like, yo, this guy's like just the way you were moving and like your, your mannerisms and how you kind of acted and kept it like 100 from the jump. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what I saw in myself as well. You know, just being, you know, I don't care if you're the president or if you're like, some mm-hmm. random off the street i'm gonna treat you the same way you know yeah people that are outwardly themselves and like all the time you can see when it's natural when they're trying to do it and honestly trying to do it is good too but you can yeah. just see when people like are on that end i just that's who i gravitate towards the yeah man the, 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 the bright bulbs man yeah no and it, and it and it was like an instant thing too and i cherish that type of uh, interaction because i know that it's not like that way with a lot of people in the world you know nowadays a lot of people are kind of very standoffish very uh more you know gated um so it's it's cool and it's it's fun to come across and obviously that's helped our friendship blossom into what it has now you know so uh hell yeah yeah one, um, one thing that's fu- funny to me uh just before we kick into whatever we're about to kick into next uh mm-hmm. is that we haven't like gone out together and that Bro, is like that's probably that's like, like on thing, my <laughs> yeah no for sure <laughs> like just put us in the same room with no rules i mean man it's gonna yeah. be but that's like it's like it's like a bucket list item damn they're like i can't wait for things <laughs> to come back up 
so I can no. come down there. Because now I have all this time in the world that I no longer, that's also another blessing. Now I have time to, whenever I want to just up and go out of town, I can yeah. do it. But like, I cannot wait for shit to open up so we can get Man. into something. That's I, I remember you, uh, I remember you talking about something about how you're like, I remember when like certain songs would come out. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the music stuff eventually here. We you know we got plenty of time, but um, I remember you were just recently talking about, you're like, man, you better not be at the club with me when this, uh, this new Drake, Chris Brown, come on. Cause I'm just going to be on that floor being the, the, no what do you call it? the, the yeah, the no <laughs> guidance, you know, the dance floor man, or, you know, you out mm-hmm. there getting it. I uh, love and, I, it. and that's another thing that I respect too, is like, you'll bust out in front of anybody. Like mm-hmm. I'm that same, I'm not same way. I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, who's on the floor. We getting it in. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going out to dance and then like all the other social shit is secondary, but I'm trying to get somewhere on the floor and let That's loose all my stresses. Absolutely, bro. Twist something up, feel right. Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of twisting up, what are you twisting up over there? This is some tangy right here. I'm about to Oof. pack Love up in tangy. the bong. Yeah, man, me too. I got some homies that uh grow some in uh Man, it's good shit. It really is. I really I love like a tangy. I love anything that kind of has that like savory, like you know, super high terp content. Right when you kind of open the pack or whatever, mm-hmm. that just the savory notes are my, you know, like mm-hmm. that pineapple and ugh, gets me mm-hmm. going. Earlier, I was smoking some Tropicana punch, which is tropic, which is Tropicana cookies and purple punch cross. So that's a good. That's a dev- definitely good strain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, that's definitely a good strain, but it, this batch wasn't. I peeped the harvest date, and it was 11-19-2019 on the back. So oh, it was just so it was a while ago. So it like, wasn't terpy. All the shit had just kind of yeah. aged. Damn. And, so, yeah, shit. Speaking about cannabis, you know, um, obviously that's how we became homies. Uh, mm-hmm. It's your line of work and obviously something that you're passionate about. Uh, mm-hmm. Speak to that a little bit. How did you get, like, did you always do journalism before cannabis or did that come with cannabis or what's up? So I've kind of always just, I don't know where it came from, but I've just always had this, like, this drive and obsession with, like, online content. I just mm-hmm. have, like, any way I can, any vessel I can use to entertain my friends, I do. And early on in college, I found that YouTube was a way. So I had a YouTube channel in college. And that's kind of how I got into just content creation overall. And then as I had that YouTube channel, um, I can't remember how, but the Lost Ogle was the blog that reached out to me from Oklahoma City. And they, I don't know how I linked up with them, but I did some freelance writing for them. And it kind of just opened up my mind to a whole different, like, oh, shit, I could do freelance stuff for people. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I got into journalism, I guess. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's the, like, first, like, intro or whatever. But I've been mm-hmm. writing since a kid, man. I grew up an only yeah. child, so, like, and I spent a lot of time, like, alone, whether it was, like, when I was traveling with my parents and they were, like, working and stuff or whatever. But I used to write just my yeah. thoughts. I used to write songs, poems, all kinds of shit, just any kind of way. And, like, so it's always been, like, even in college, I it's 2020. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. Yeah, no, I got, yeah, I was like writing people's uh, papers for them. That was a hustle of mine. Wow. Really? Yeah, dude. And it it was, dude, I, man, those kids had, those those frat kids, dude, they had bread. So, like, damn, that's that's entrepreneur shit right there, my guy. (laughs) Yeah, I was writing people's papers for them, and I was also doing people's Spanish homework for them. 
if it was the what? online course. Yeah, because that's I started doing Spanish in fourth grade. So like, all in all, uh, writing is writing and writing is just like a natural thing that's always been a gift of mine. And mm-hmm. over, I think 2016 is when I kind of started to see it as maybe a, a revenue stream or just like a thing I wanted to do. Yeah. I, and uh, yeah, I got in. Yeah. So I just started pitching like I would go find sites that I wanted to write for. So I would write. I wrote a couple of things for Deadspin. I wrote for like the All, which was a New York mag that uh, closed, unfortunately. Uh, but it all just came down to like finding editors for the sites I wanted to write for, sending them emails like, yo, I want to write. Here's my idea. What's up? And yeah. over time, it just spun into some shit. Yo, that's fire. I never knew that. And that's why I love doing these just things just to kind of get some more in-depth information and stuff that we may not touch on in yeah. normal conversation. Yeah. Um, so that's then, cool. I mean, having so, that like real quick, having that outlet is like something that every person should have. And I, that's mm-hmm. cool to know that's your outlet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You course, say that? Uh, and then my story for getting into Leafly and how this all happened. I followed an account on Twitter called writers of colors that would tweet out freelance opportunities for writers of color, obviously, but also oh. they're really just general uh, opportunities. So if you're a writer out there and you're looking for some opportunities, you should definitely follow that site. Like whether you're white, black, red, blue, green, there's totally. just a, you should look at it. Uh, yeah. But during that time, uh, I had been using Leafy like every day to look up what I was getting for my dealer in Dallas when I was lived in Dallas. And I had no clue they had a like media side because the way the app was set up, you just didn't have a reason to click that. You could get all your strange shit on the first page. Yeah. So during that time, uh, an editor from Leafly named Ben Adlin reached out to writers of color and I saw it on the Twitter timeline. So I reached out to him and I was like, yo, I pitched an idea. It was a like lifestyle idea. Uh, and Ben was looking for news writers. So he's like, Hey, this isn't my shit, but let me connect you to the person whose it is. And that was the senior editor at Leafly at that time. Um, pitched her the idea. She liked it. Did one article got paid for that. And I was like, all right, let's do a couple more. And then over time, those articles turned into me having a monthly retainer, X amount of articles for X amount of dollars. Perfect. Uh, and then over time that spun into me telling them like, yo, I want to work there. It was good. Tried to make that happen. It got delayed a little bit and then ultimately a position opened up and they came and got me. So that's Fire. the conclusion of that story. That's tight. That's awesome to, to hear about, you know, utilizing something that you enjoyed doing in the first place into your revenue stream and kind of, mm-hmm setting a goal and being like, yo, I'm trying to fuck with y'all 100, not just, you know, be on mm-hmm. retainer. I want to mm-hmm. be tapped in. Yeah. That's dope. That's super so, dope. Um, those mouths don't get fed, man. I've learned a, like a, a lot. I've got to experience a lot of cool shit and do a lot of things in life. And like, I sometimes just kind of sit back and think about how, and ultimately I find that a lot of shit just comes down to asking for it. Like a True. lot of shit, like a lot, a lot of opportunities are really just one email, one call, one bump into someone and just asking, like, it's kind of wild. So yeah, yeah. Dude, I got to a point where I wanted to work there and I was like, well, how are they going to know if I don't say so? Totally. Yo, on, on, on mama's like that whole, if you, if closed mouth, don't get fed. Like I say mm-hmm. that to people religiously. I say that to like a lot of my employees. I say it to a lot of people I work with. I'm like, stop talking amongst people that aren't going to ask the right people or say the right things to the right people. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, putting yourself out there, what you said, basically, like for me is kind of how I've been my whole life as far as like 
I've got to where I am by knowing the right people and like asserting uh-huh. myself in the right positions. It's not about uh-huh. what I know. Cause I don't know a ton, you know, uh-huh. but what I do know <laughs> is I like being myself and I like being around people that are very similar uh-huh. and having that in the workplace. So uh-huh. I feel like that's something that's just massive to me more than uh-huh. any. So. Yeah, absolutely. If you know how to operate around people, you know how to be yourself. And also you just like, say yes to things more often than you mm-hmm. say no to things your life's going to be amazing like it sounds so simple but it really is like yeah. be good do good and say yes <laughs> right no that's that's perfect too bro and like i think going with viewing what's going on in the world that's something that needs to be spoken louder than ever you know mm-hmm. like you, you see me talking about it like preaching positivity and just preaching mm-hmm. like like i'm so past being like when I was a punk ass 20 year old kid, you know, like mm-hmm. not really knowing what I wanted to do. And like, mm-hmm. I still technically don't know what I want to do forever, but like, I know mm-hmm. how I want to be while I do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the best. But, um, yo, I've been wanting to ask this and I've been thinking about it when you just said, like done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things you have done is gone to burning man. So I'm going to mm-hmm. need to hear like, like maybe your top reasons you went or like mm-hmm. what, what made you decide to like, go and do it because i know a lot of people that have and like i've never really got to like ask Mm -hmm. the you know the deep dive on it okay uh man i have this like like my mission in life is to go all the places that i'm not supposed to be Mm -hmm. and like it's not supposed to be in a sense like i mean burning man is there's like one percent black people there and like that's not an exaggeration like literally the Uh, i didn't know that it was like 70 to 100,000 people it's one percent black people there and I didn't even know Burning Man was a thing until I moved to Seattle. I had never heard of it. So mm-hmm. it was overall like this thing that came about where I had the opportunity to go. And I felt like I had to. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 it felt like if I don't go now, when it, like, it's right here. So I, one of my best friends, Will Hyde, I met him while working at Leafly. And he actually ended up having a Burning Man camp. And he's like years and years and years. You met Will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is he, what's his Instagram name? Uh, the Abbot Dabber. My guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yep. Child uh, Will. Yeah. So Will's uh, been a burner for years. Like, I think it's been seven or eight times. Like, that type of shit. Okay. So he had a camp. And the opportunity to go with his camp came across. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, no matter how much bread this cost me or like how hard and, and it did, dude, it stretched me. Like I, whew. but I was just like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing. It just felt like that. now that I've gone, I see that like, it is a lot easier theoretically to get, get there, but still it really is like a privileged thing to, to get to. There are only so many tickets. If you miss out on the main tail, you got to know people to get to yeah. It's a whole thing. So I overall went because it was like, man, if I don't go right now with my friends basically giving me a free lane, like, hey, come with us, I don't really know if I can, like, I don't know when that happens. And then I could also tell just by the vibe of my camp, my camp's name was Solar Society. Uh, I say was because we dissolved after last year. Was it last okay. year? Yeah, I think it was last year. I went. There you go. Uh, we, we dissolved after last year. Um, but I could feel the energy of the camp, established camp members already. They hadn't been saying that they were that it was going to be a wrap, but I could just feel it. Like I just, uh, okay. Off, I just move off five. I can tell. Just, yeah, no, I get you. Human nature. I feel I, that. I feel that. So I was like, dog, if I don't go this year, like I don't know when this happens because I don't know when I find a camp or all all these things. 
So yeah. That's how all the pieces all the pieces fit. So you said might as well, you know, I had that's the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like I went to my very first festival I ever went to was Coachella in 2017. And at that time, like this the thought of festivals seemed so far fetched and like so hard to attend and stuff like that. That yeah. I, I had never even entertained the thought, but my boy Kenny, he was getting a crib out there. All the homies were going. All I needed to get was a ticket and then come fly out there to the crib and like a couple dollars down on it. But it overall was like not yeah. that expensive. And it was one of those things like, look, everything's laid out for you. Just get here. So yeah. I went like because it was one. It was the same principle. When or how is this going to come about another time? And totally. Uh, all in all, over both of those experiences, you, you learn that it is easier to go to these things than you think, but it definitely does take like an alley-oop at first for you to get comfortable in. Yeah. A camp of all my homies from Seattle was just the right time. So um, that's pretty ver- ver- verbose and long. I'm sorry. No, that, no, but, that's, no, that's yeah, perfect. I love, I love, I love the in-depth, like I want to picture myself being with you a part of it type thing. Um, and to speak to Coachella last year was my first year I went. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't even actually go to the festival. I was just there with Viola at the time. So mm-hmm. shout out to the whole Viola team, Al Harrington, all them for uh, mm-hmm. taking care of us last year. It was super fun. But, uh, I just see Coachella and like Burning Man being like completely different things. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like Coachella's hella bougie. You got all the little white girls coming, you know, wearing their fits and Burning Man is like, you're out there trading things to survive mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, <coughs> mm-hmm. I see that more as like a, like a, life-changing experience rather than going to a festival you know for sure man um like yeah like coachella is kind of the coachella is kind of it like i love coachella but it really does have that whole like vanity feel and like that whole thing with yeah the type of community and crowd and just kind of antics that go on there i still love it because you can find your tribe but totally but as as it's they're definitely polar opposites in the type of people and experiences you go there now burning man like i said i mean it really is a privileged thing so there are definitely like rich people that do come there just to like kind of get pictures off you see a different those people are usually in the morning you see like you see like all that shit but for the most part man it's like like so plenty of people that tell you that go there like no one will ever say it's a festival I just say it is because it's the simplest way to describe it before you explain it. But like, truthfully, yeah. man, it's not a festival. It's like an empty piece of desert. It, it, dude, it's just an empty desert. People drive out there for a week, completely build a city up from the ground with tools and wood and shit they bring from home and yeah. art projects they've been working on for <clears throat> a year just to bring to his place and they just come out there and just plant everything. And then we all live there for a week and then we get the fuck out of there. leave no trace. And it's just a, I like, like I can feel my blood like boiling right now. I love that shit. It's just, yeah, that's cool. It's it's like the most, and it's just a nonstop. Like it's, I, it's the biggest party in the world by far nonstop 24 seven. There's, sex drugs and rock and roll everywhere and even okay. aside from that you can find the spiritually building things you can find new friends new community it's just it's a completely different world i describe it as like if you've ever felt like an outcast in any sense of that word you can definitely find home there it's like a home of of people yeah. that that need somewhere to go no judgment i mean and it's just it's like 
I mean, shit, I watched in the Coachella documentary <laughs> with uh, two. I watched in the Coachella documentary on YouTube yesterday that oh, yeah, yeah. Tupac and Dr. Dre accidentally stumbled upon Burning Man while recording the California Love video. Wait, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I understand correctly how they said it, and they said, yeah, Tupac and Burning Man knew about it because they came across it. The words were came across Burning Man while filming the California Love video. And I mean, it's very fitting. The California Love video looks like it would be filmed at Burning Man. It is the, that is the greatest thought in my life because of what that world is. I just, me picturing like Tupac walking in and being like, what the fuck? I mean, fuck? it's just miles and acres of just lights, camera. Dust. Yeah. It does. I mean, it is. It truly is the most amazing thing in the world. Like, if I mean, it's it's hippie haven, man. And like, as someone who like living in Oklahoma and Texas, and like coming from the Bible Belt and that shit, I never really felt at home there. Like, I always felt this like need to get somewhere where I could be weird as hell and it was okay, and I could kind of, of find myself uh, just really in my hippie zone, like just really owning that and like just that whole thing. And man, it. It feels like fucking home there, dog. It is like I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt that I'm real. I'm real upset that it's canceled this year. Like it was the first. All the other cancellations of things have just been like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just deal with that. But yeah. that that being in August, that was my light at the end of the tunnel of all the COVID. For sure. Like okay, if we, you know what? Okay, gonna lose the summer. If that happens, okay, I'll eat that. As long as I can just, that'll be where I release all this pent up energy I've got. And when that yeah. canceled, man, I was just like, Phew. that was the first time where I was like, damn, mm-hmm. all right. Like now it's touching me. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, like out of all the cancellations, obviously you just stated that Burning Man kind of hit you the hardest, but uh, mm-hmm. what's been like the toughest part for this whole thing for you? Anything stand out or? As far as event cancellations, dude, there was on my, on, and it's a, on May 23rd, either May 23rd or May 24th. I think May 23rd in Seattle, there was going to be this R&B only party. It's from Ooh. a company called Colors. They put it on like they tour cities with it. And I've been looking forward to that for so long because R&B is my shit. Like yeah. top favorite genre by miles. I live for R&B. So that was going to be my party where I was going to pull up. It is. It is to the toes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was already envisioning like an outfit. Uh, like, I knew it was going to be flooded with them. Like, I knew the, the mm-hmm. women would be. Big drip. And I, like, I, I was going to come through and I was just going, just going to run the room. And just, yeah. like, it was just going to be my ultimate event. Come through, <laughs> dance to every song. Like, just do my, like, I was going to have the time of my life. And yeah. the event didn't get canceled, but the, uh, the, uh, the event didn't get canceled, but the uh, Facebook event changed the location to, to be determined. Oh. And so, you know, what you that. just kind of figured that was coming yeah. I, it, when it changed it to that, that coming. Yeah. That meant them to me. I read that as the venue said, all right, look like we're going to be closed. So yeah. y'all can do what you want with the party. It's up to you, but it just won't be here. Yeah. And that ultimately means that they're just going to, it's going to Yeah. So honestly, that's been the biggest, biggest thing. And just not being able to honestly, man, just not being able to go out and meet people and meet women and yeah kick it that's been the toughest 
part. Um, but I'm surviving. I'm cool. Yeah. You seem like you're chilling. We, uh, we, uh, we find positive outlets during all this time, you know, whether it be the music thing we've been doing or, mm-hmm. you know, just tapping into different like documentaries and mm-hmm. just trying to find ways to stay busy. I've been reading more mm-hmm. and sleeping a lot more, smoking mm-hmm. a lot more, eating mm-hmm. a lot more. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, I've been trying to use the time just to work on myself and hopefully at the end of this, I come out like a butterfly fresh from the cocoon. Yeah, bro. It's going to be cool. As long as you kind of keep your mental straight, I think everything else can fall by the mm-hmm. wayside. You mm-hmm. know, mental health is something that I'm worried about most for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. I know that I can keep through cause I got it like pretty locked up there, I think, but um, it's tough for these extroverts, you know, myself included trying to, trying to keep myself motivated and, not going ape shit, but mm-hmm. we out here. Um, speaking of uh, you know music, and I always want to talk that with you. Uh, we just mm-hmm. did our Drake thing earlier. Um, you know, we have we have pretty That's similar great, tastes. You know, mm-hmm. you said you love R and B. I do have a passion for R and B. So you know, what's uh, what's your kind of what's your what's your? I'm gonna collab a couple of these questions here that I had for you. Mm-hmm. So you know, who deserves a spot at that on the 2020 festival? Is that what that's saying here? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2020 freshman list. A little stone over here. So, uh, I, and then maybe you know, you can control that with your favorite new artist or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, I was curious about that as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about the 2020 freshman list. Like you mean the double XL list, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure because like I don't keep up with that list. But okay. also, anytime I find someone that kind of would fit in the realm of like artists, they would pick for that. I feel like I feel like I'm always like behind. Like I feel like I'm okay. I'm definitely always late. Like my guess would be an artist that would be on there that I've been fucking with lately is Baby King. Okay, yeah, I, I feel, definitely. Yeah, I feel. I mean, honestly, I, I haven't tapped into that list in so long. But honestly, just the way the system works, if he's not on that list, then that just wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's always like there's always some kind of like random people that kind of fall on that list, whether it be. I didn't even know who the fuck they were and they're super underground mm-hmm. and they're like, maybe got like a bone thrown to them. Um, mm-hmm. Or there's like artists I feel like aren't considered freshmen that have already had, you know, kind of like maybe a hit or two in the last couple of years. And I wouldn't consider them like a freshman freshman. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that I was thinking someone that you fuck with heavily as well as Jack Harlow. So I think, oh, yeah. I think Jay Harlow should be on that thing for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's a great call. He but he also, of, I don't know if some people consider him a freshman, but I think with the gravity of what's popping mm-hmm. and like being his first kind of, you know, mm-hmm. track that's blowing up. What do you think? You know, what's funny, I actually probably fall into that group of people that don't think he's a freshman. But then now, I, yeah. now that I do think about it, he is like, I, I just happen to have been on him for a long time. So, he, yeah, he, yeah. Like that, that's he is. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. sure, man. Because I think he's—I mean—he's on his way to being one of the hardest, out, uh, one of the hottest artists out. I mean, what's totally. popping really took off, and like, I man, I've I've really enjoyed. He's like so, like a, one of the reasons I love Drake is because he was someone I found super early. Like, not to be one of the Drake hipsters, but I really, yeah, 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 just accidentally stumble upon him and like LimeWire, and I found him on DapsLyrics.com actually. Okay. Um, but Jack Harlow is someone I'd stumbled upon a long time ago. So I've really enjoyed watching this climb. And I think like hearing like, I think it'll, I think it'll be a slow burn with Jack, like not slow, slow. Cause it's picking up now, but I think he's got maybe like two to three years. He's going to be out of here. 
Totally. Like, like at like big and people know the name and he's just kind of like, yeah, he'll be like, have like pop hits yeah. and shit, you know, when we get a Jack Harlow and Cardi B song, that's when, you know, he's like, <sighs> and that's like, yeah. like, it's like, like it's close. Like if it just keeps moving how it is right now, that'll be like, he, he well, just need one of those. But yeah, yeah well, well, a good comparison too is to um, kind of reference, you know, my homie and like some of the you listen to I know as well as G, G Z, Gerald. Um, you know, once he got that uh, fuck with me and get some money with Cardi and ASAP, like I feel like that was his like solidification to yeah. like everyone because he had already had like the me myself and I and a couple of those other poppy bangers and like he's been yeah. on, like I've been he's been making music heavily since like 2013, but he's like finally hopping mm-hmm. like he's a rock star, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so I think uh, Jack will get one of those for sure. Yeah, like I think Jack goes, like I think Jack gets to G's like level, but like I feel like G, I feel like his it was trajectory. Like, I f- I feel like his I feel like his was like <laughs> like yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like he was like going up and all of a sudden just like through the looked roof. up and he's on magazines and like all the just everywhere. And yeah. I mean, if, with with Jeezy, what he had, one thing he he really has working for him is he's a good guy. Yeah, no, he's so def- he definitely has like a the dapper, yeah. like uh, slick back kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's got. Those. I mean, that's like what he wrote off, and then he's also found his lane too. Like, yeah, um, so he's been now, sending me. Speak, speaking of him and Jack Harlow, mm-hmm. they they have a song together. And I, I know it's there. I let it fall. I, it somehow fell into my hands, which is mm-hmm. super dope and a blessing and it's fire. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And I know that he's mm-hmm. got a lot of love and respect for him. And I know that Matt, uh, G also has been doing like just some crazy music that I'm excited mm-hmm. for the world to see. He sent me a few things the other day that I'm like pumped. So we'll see how that, that goes, you know? Yeah, man, he'd be rapping his ass off. I like, like that was, so, it, it's just funny. Cause he was someone like, like I didn't hate on him, but I slept on him. Oh. So, when I when I finally kind of woke up and got around, I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker's rapping." Yeah, uh, a lot of people slept on him, I think. But it's like you know, nice a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people sleep on a lot of artists, you know. Yeah. But um, yo, uh, that that Drake battle earlier, I'm gonna have to say, bring up, you know, you you were in your bag, heavy. <laughs> I respect that, and I thought it was very much needed. It kind of put me in my place, you know? You need to get the OVO owl tattered on you like me, bro. <laughs> Man, I might need to. I definitely need to get some OVO apparel. Uh, yeah. and, and Big shit. drip. But yeah, man, I had a, yeah, I had a blast with that, man. I'm really like, it really gave me like a dopamine rush, like a, yeah, like you a were fun, fun night out. I had a blast. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's funny because you and me both kind of have that same sense where like there's certain things that we want to like do. And I know that's what would get us to that point of excitement, especially during these times where we don't have too many of those like, uh, uh, like flock of vibes, you know, mm-hmm. so, it's always good to have like-minded folk like yourself mm-hmm. and my, like that to kind of get the blood pumping and get the blood boiling. Like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier. Yeah. That's why I look forward to us getting together and going out because it's just going to be like a, we're just going to keep making each other get, go like higher and yeah. higher and just more and more yeah. hype. So it'll just be, Pushing the envelope, bro. Pushing the envelope. Uh, well, shit, man. Yeah, I didn't want to keep you too long. I kind of want to just give the people a little bit, you know, about uh, about you and like what you got going on. So, you know, to kind of wrap things up, you know, tell people what your next move is. What's your next plan? I know that you and me have been chopping it up, talking about potentially coming out to LA. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still on your radar, but uh, let's let's hear it. So right now, man, um, my over plan right now is just kind of see how much like freelance stuff i can build up 
Um, and I, I'm doing pretty well there. So just seeing like, honestly, man, I'm just kind of riding that for the moment. I'm just going to let the times play out and see, you know, how long we're on lockdown and how long the economy and all, all those things. Um, I'm just going to chill here for the moment. Um, um, give me a second. Let me think, let me think of a, a complete answer for that one. It's all good, bro. I, I'm, I know I'm pressuring you here at the end, but uh... no, you're fine. I've got a okay. Bet. So essentially, man, right now, just like I'm going to ride the unemployed wave and um, get my benefits and try to build up some freelance work in this time. So um, when my benefits end, I can have a cloud to fall on. Um, there you go. I'm doing and I'm doing really. I truly like. It's not even like some one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm doing all right. And then I'm like struggling. Like I'm really surprised by how well I'm doing. So that's Dude, going man, well. It's a blessing. It is, man. Cause man, shit, we got bills. Um, uh-huh. Facts. But outside of that, man, um, I, I, I think, I don't know when LA happens, but I think over like the next like year and a half, my plan is to kind of, I don't plan on going back into like corporate America. I plan on sure. I, I, that. The, the, the life I live right now is what I'm going to look to sustain. And I've got plenty of avenues that'll let me do that. So overall, man, my plan was like when I first got laid off, I was thinking like, man, maybe this is time to like go to LA. I'm not, I moved out here for a leafly or whatever, but I think my plan is just to use Seattle as home base over the next year, build up my freelance work and like clients and, solidify myself in the cannabis game like I really really want to be and in that time over time I'll just fly back and forth to LA and kind of explore avenues there and start planting my seeds and eventually uh yeah I end up there because it just makes sense that's where most of the opportunities will be and it's just an itch that I've always wanted to scratch like I'm just a California boy at heart my family all of my family is like born and raised there I and shit so it's always just been like something i needed to check out but for now i'm just gonna chill and kind of just let just let life keep life in i don't don't really want to interfere with the speed i think i think sometimes i get a little ahead of myself and i make decisions before it's time to do so and um i'm going to use this time in isolation and also just this time of peace professionally to find my next for real move on on my time love that that's mm-hmm. great man oh it's good to see that you're in a good place man because i know that like i've been reaching out to all my friends making sure everyone's good especially in like the space where they you know lost their job or they're just mm-hmm. you know getting laid off or they're trying mm-hmm. to you know i know a lot of my creative friends that are like photographers and obviously artists and people that are in the tour the tour side it's mm-hmm. uh it's been rough for them but uh for sure Oh yeah, man. Keep, keep fighting the good fight. And, um, you're definitely more than welcome down here whenever you come visit, you know, Letterman, oh, yeah. fam. So yeah, I'm definitely coming through as soon as soon as. Yeah. Uh, drop your, uh, drop your Instagram handle. So people know what's good. <clears throat> oh yeah, man. If y'all want to find me, um, I'm on Instagram pretty much like all the time, uh, yeah. at, at Dante D A N T E underscore Jordan, uh, like Michael, no relation. He is there. And, uh, yeah, man, pull up on me there, and over the next rest of the year, you'll see me really ramp up my content production. 
Oh yeah, brother. I'm looking forward to it, man. Let's keep uh, let's keep working together. And uh, for everyone that doesn't have mine, you know, hit me at at Dapboy Chadney C H A D N A Y at the end. Um, but yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. Appreciate you coming on, my guy. Let's link up soon and chat and catch up. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. This is a uh... yeah, man. We've had a great evening. Thank you. I really yeah. really appreciate it. I appreciate you, dog. And uh, that's another episode of Just Hold On. Appreciate it, dog. Later. Later.